see getting sent into space for him wasn't so bad. Gets to meet new friends and the galaxy people. Help yes. him. Help I mean, him. Yes. Help him. And then we have to go and save Asgard together. Well, that's good. It is. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun. Do you succeed in saving it? I can't. Can I say it? No. I would imagine. Can I just give him a little, a little taste? I wouldn't say too much, but you can say as much as. I mean, hey, it's your. Let me just say this: like every other Marvel movie, it doesn't end well for the superheroes. That's true. In Marvel, it it doesn't end that well. Somebody always bites or gets really badly. Wait till you see this next one. Everybody dies. Do 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 do. Not everybody. No. Is that? No. Alien, whatever. Can we rewind that part? Yeah. yeah. Can we? Re- you'll cut that. That's part. not. Who, is there anybody in Infinity War you, you get to meet that you're excited to meet? Then am I in trouble? A little. <laughs> is Barry gonna be mad at me? Dude, I don't. I just move on. I wouldn't try to like. No. What's so, 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 that next question? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I would like to meet. It's it's really interesting because we show. I get impulsive sometimes. You're gonna be fine. Just get on impulsive. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. You will die before me. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies, where Nerd is the New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Yep, and we are back with a brand new episode. We had an epic one last week where we specifically talked about uh, Infinity War, which is this monster juggernaut hit. And now we're going to get back to basics, what we usually talk about in this podcast, which is nothing really, or everything. Who knows? One or the other. It's not, so it's not the all-new, all-different uh, comic book release. We're not doing an alter. We don't have a new cast. You know, I'm not Ryan Gomer. You know? <laughs> so we're just going to go with what we had before. Uh, yeah, Eli, some two things happened this week because this is a very important week. Uh, one one thing that happened, like you said, we're going to talk about this later on, is the May the 4th. Yes. Which is a, a nerd holiday, you know, for those that don't yep. know it. Why the hell are you listening to this podcast? That's what <laughs> Like I said, it was May the 4th is basically for Star Wars. May the 4th be with you. Uh, Eli, Star Wars never actually had a movie come out on May the 4th, did it? No. Okay, that's have, just a thing. It just, it's a thing, yeah. They just started. It's been a while now. Holy crap. It's, it's, been, it's like, been a while. Yeah, I mean, I, it's been a while since I, I've seen May the 4th. At least 4th. a decade now. Now that I think about it, they've been doing it. Shit. Yep. And the funny yeah. thing about it, early this year... Uh, May the 4th was going to be the release date of Infinity War, which I, I, I didn't hear any Star Wars fans get upset about that or you know, make a protest about it. But all of a sudden, Disney pushed it back and it was like, eh, OK, whatever. <laughs> so but that being said, it was another holiday came out. <laughs> and this is not That's a nerd a holiday. holiday. I don't even know whose holiday this is, but uh, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, yeah, the 5th of May for. For what one town in Mexico celebrates it? Like, exactly. Nobody even knows what Cinco de Mayo is, or why we even celebrating it, or who celebrates it. But hey, you go ahead and get drunk. You know. 
for other people that pay bills that was rent day so that's that's the <laughs> yeah. holiday for us basically yeah yeah <laughs> so eli did you celebrate cinco de mayo uh no i did not it was raining yesterday i was gonna go to the drive-in and see uh, avengers again but it fucking thunderstormed oh but, wow uh, the, yeah but i you know i I living on the the west side of saint paul it's like a predominantly mexican neighborhood yeah that's basically one of that's where one of the 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 Cinco de Mayo parades happen. Okay, so they did celebrate Cinco de Mayo because yeah, I don't I don't know the protocol for Cinco de Mayo. Okay, like yeah. for instance, if you have like a a Hispanic coworker, do you ask to celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Do you wish him happy Cinco de Mayo? Do you ask them what they did on at the, on the six? What they did for Cinco de Mayo? I mean, how how do you do that? You know? Yeah. Or, well, or is that insensitive? You know? Yeah. Well, for the West Side, it's a big deal. Like they have a parade. I mean, for me, I, because I'm not Mexican, I don't really care. But it just, just just annoys me because all the streets are blocked off, and that this, that Saturday, just avoid avoid Robert and Concord. You know, just don't go down. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just traffic, and you ain't gonna get around anywhere. So, but um, I haven't been down to the down there to celebrate. They have a parade. They have like stay, it's like a carnival. Mm-hmm. It's like a one day carnival. You know, they got the low riders out, and you know the you know street vendors and all that shit and i haven't been in years but uh just because you know i guess i don't give a shit that much <laughs> well and that's the thing so at least it's cool because i didn't know you know if mexicans celebrated single de mayo or something they just try to you know distance themselves from or you know i do know that you're not supposed to wear a sombrero on single de mayo i know that like if you <laughs> like if you're not mexican and you wear a uh, sombrero like don't do that you know <laughs> yeah that's a big deal for you know the neighborhood around here so um yeah i know a lot of people who do go down there and um well we had of a course, yeah. yeah we had a cinco de mayo party down here also but it was nothing but black people so <laughs> i don't know how that works out a lot of rap music playing you know <laughs> yeah we hear the mariachi music going and you know of course there's gonna you know s- motherfuckers are gonna be wilding out by fucking nighttime and shit <laughs> you hear the cops fucking sirens and shit and yeah. you know <laughs> every year it never fails but you know it's it's yeah it's a big deal around here not so much of a big deal to me um yeah yeah but here's the thing eli uh being being black we get guilt tripped anytime we celebrate another culture's holiday you know (laughs) saint patrick's day you hear it cinco de mayo here oh you'll celebrate somebody else's holiday but what about blah 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 something else you know like like let's let's just celebrate how how come you're not celebrating hanukkah right because some shit you know like like just let us celebrate this day it's okay for us to just have fun and celebrate another day you know it's not a big deal you know yeah i think cinco de mayo has been pretty much americanized because from what i understand in mexico they don't even give a shit about us it's not the mexican independence day that everyone thinks everybody thinks it is right you know from what i understand it was just like one one small town in mexico they like help what they do they help beat the french out yeah out of out of the united states during the civil war yeah yeah they helped beat them out of the united states yeah and so it's basically how one mexican like troop squad like defeated a mexican or i de- defeated the french ships that tried to land in mexico and basically how how mexico helped america win the civil war is what, what i understand nope. i could be wrong but well that would make sense I why black people celebrate it so yeah <laughs> yeah so 
you know, build a wall on the country that, you know, helped you win your (laughs) 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 or the one town or whatever. Right. I don't know. Maybe we need to get more cultural awareness of what exactly Cinco de Mayo is or even the town that celebrated. I don't know. We'll we'll do that next year yeah you know, we're not those kind of nerds so. we're, we're not this this is not a historian podcast you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh that being said like i said we can get into actually what we'd like to talk about in this podcast we can dive right into the box office numbers uh like i said it's very exciting let me take a look at these numbers let me pull these up uh eli give it to me what was the number one? Oh, i heard like fucking avengers i already cracked a billion already cracked <laughs> a billion uh if i think really i think it's like 1.1 billion already yeah, like I was saying, in in like a week, so in a week, and it's still and it's still fastest movie all time, and it still hasn't been released in Russia or China yet. That's fucking nuts, man. That's insane. So, uh, going down the list, and like I said, we'll come back to Avengers Infinity War, but let's go down the list because people saw other stuff. Okay, so we have <laughs> number two, Overboard. Uh, oh, that's the remake, isn't it? I I, I guess that's a remake. That Kurt Cur- Russell, Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn back- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, funny thing is, since Avengers star Chris Pratt, Overboard stars Chris Back's ex-wife. So they kind of yeah, yeah. battling out with each other. You know, uh, number three we have A Quiet Place. Okay, that's cool. Uh, number four, I feel pretty, still hanging in there, making its money. You know, that movie's probably gonna make its money back anyway. It don't look like it costs that much. Uh, number five, Rampage. Ouch, rock. Marvel whooped your ass again. Uh, number six we have Tully. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, number seven, Black Panthers. What the hell? It's still hanging in there. That uh, was at the drive-in. That was like if at the drive-in here. It's like Avengers and Black Panther. Yeah, it's just amazing that it's been out this long and still in top ten. It comes out on uh, it comes out on digital this week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and it's still gonna be at the theaters. That's <laughs> that's insane. Oh, uh, number eight we have Truth or Dare. And number nine, we have Super Troopers. And number 10, Bad Samaritan. Uh, now, somebody at the movie theater asked for Bad Samaritan. Eli, what, what is that? Is that like a, is that like a horror movie? Is that the, guy with the, the Doctor Who guy in a horror movie, I think. Is, which one? It's like 50 million Doctor Who dudes. Uh, Tenant. Oh, okay. I can't, don't ask me to number them. I don't fucking. He is. I'm not gonna say it because if, if, if I say the wrong number, I'm gonna get attacked. So I'm just sorry. We're not. We're not those kind of nerds. Right. <laughs> He's one through ten. One of those guys. So. Yeah. One of the, yeah. Before Matt Smith. Right. <laughs> oh man. No. Let's go back to uh, Avengers. Like I said, right now Avengers is currently at 1.1 billion dollars in its first week which is insane. It is already top 15 movie of all time. Uh, that said, let's look at Black Panther's numbers real quick. Like I said, it's still hanging in there. It's got to be doing some damage, some kind of wear. Let's look and see what we have. Because pretty, you can almost bet money by the time next week comes, Avengers will have passed Black Panther. You know, uh, It is right on the heels, heels of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, And it might, it might, and if it beats that, it'll put it at number eight of all time in the theaters so it might beat that by next week so black panther still hanging in there uh avengers still hanging in there and it's kind of crazy because that's gonna mean i think i think they're saying that disney is already this this uh this year in 2018 already at three billion so good for them 
Yeah, crazy money. Uh, they're saying the Avengers, both Avengers movie probably cost them like a billion dollars, uh, you know, for budget or something like that. They said Robert Downey Jr. made like two hundred million by itself, you know, on his paycheck. So yeah, this movie will make its money. Other movie makes money also. Now, Eli, I know you said that you didn't get you didn't get a chance to see Avengers. I saw it three times. Damn. already i mean i paid one like i said i went to see it thursday i want to see it early because i want to get the review and stuff like that then i went uh with my boss because my boss took a bunch of us out to celebrate last month we had a good month last week so we went out saw the movie again then i went with my parents also because they wanted to see the movie because they heard about avengers was insane uh my mom also heard black panthers in the movie so she wanted to see it you know so we went and saw it uh she said the movie sucked so <laughs> that's my mom's review of the movie <laughs> I'll go in a little I go in a little bit of detail because I did ask my mom because I, I wanted to get what somebody's opinion of somebody that's not into this stuff, you know, in the go back. Basically, she was like, and I I could I look at the reaction they, you know, my family was given, like they basically was too many characters. Like when you get used to one character like Tony Stark or Wong or Thor or whatever like that, another character pops up, another character pops up, another character pops up, and then as soon as you forget about the other characters, you didn't know, then they go back to him and tell his story and you forgot. Then go back to him, and I can see they getting confused, especially if you go in to see the movie for Black Panther. He didn't show up until an hour into the movie, you know. Uh, that's that's the thing there. I think the I mean, like the plot structure. I think if you're not into the movie, even the very plot in the structure of the movie might might throw you off, like confusion, like you don't know what the hell's going on. So, but like I said, everybody's not into these movies. We're into them, and we look at them through a different lens than somebody else would, and that's that's just how it is, you know. But, so that's what and i'm honestly i might go see it again Eli. i might go see it again well, i'd like to see it again before i, I, I really want to see it in imax they're saying imax is the way to see it they say in imax you actually see more of the movie okay but i like have the, but the, the nearest wider frame right right wider frame but the thing is the nearest imax theater is like three hours away from me so i gotta really think like i don't want to see it that bad you know <laughs> unless you know something is actually going on there but that being said eli i want to go to the next subject because still sticking with infinity war i went on twitter and i read something that i i can't unsee and what i unsaw is that i saw a trending topic of thanos and basically a bunch of people on the on twitter were saying thanos was thick you know for those that don't know what thick means they mean that thanos is hot so apparently some some women or whatever you know saw this movie and you know like what the hell you like they're just panties soaking and shit yeah like that like he's a, a maniac a genocide and he's murdering people but you're like oh that's sexy like how you know but i thought about it for a second eli i like you know what the fact that people look at thanos that way it makes us look less creepy. Guys, yeah. I meant. Like, guys, think about it. Okay, so they're looking at Thanos and thinking he's hot and sexy and all stuff like that. But that's the same thing we were doing. We look at Mystique, you know. Yeah. So now we look less creepy looking at Mystique or anything like that. Or if we look Psylocke. at... Yeah. Yeah, or like uh, Jessica Rabbit, you know. <laughs> you know. So we look less yeah. creepy there, or like the 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 dead or alive volleyball girls on police station, you know, stuff like that. So we're less creepy looking at that. So if you could look at a, a CGI monster like Thanos and get you know wet in the panties and shit like that, if I look at Mystique or anything like that, hey, I'm no more of a creep than you are. We're both creeps. And so <laughs> yeah. with e equal opportunities, 2018. You like a cartoon, like a cartoon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
Oh. Now you know why. Now you know why. Vampirella and Witchblade and <laughs> yeah. oh, Gen yeah. 13. <laughs> <laughs> now you're bringing back all those memories. <laughs> yeah, we was all 14 when we liked that shit anyway. We'll yeah. let that shit slide. Yep. I always and wonder why Lady I kept reading. Lady Death. Right. Lady Death. I always kept reading wonder why I kept reading those Catwoman comic books. I'm like, I and I don't know shit about Catwoman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh sticking with Infinity War and then we'll jump off the subject also because apparently the Russos went to a, a high school in Iowa. Apparently they're from Iowa or something like that, and they went there and they did like a QA session. And they actually dropped a couple, you know spoilers maybe for the next movie or uh, inside of the movie that we didn't know about and it was pretty interesting they just let it go uh for instance one of the interesting thing they said was um about venom like i said we talked about venom and they confirmed that venom was not in the mcu it was sony's property so it won't be interfering with their characters we knew that but for some reason people freaked out when they saw that like why you know you should have known that uh what else did they say on there um a big spoil I'm going to give you. Okay. Remember they, when Thanos kept saying Gamora, like little baby Gamora, and, you know, right after he snapped his fingers? Yeah. Okay, so apparently he that was Gamora actually in the soul. He was in the soul world. He was in the soul stone, the yellow stone that he got, and he was actually talking to Gamora because Gamora is in the soul stone with him. So yeah. technically she's still alive, so they confirmed that. I already suspected that, but they basically confirmed that. Now, but isn't in the comics, isn't there, there's like, it's not, is it Limbo or whatever, where all the souls go? Well, there's a well, world where all the souls go. Well, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that, but there is a soul world in the comics, and Gamora was stuck in there. Soul world? Yeah, soul world, like the soul stone. Like, okay. there's a world inside the soul stone, and she was stuck in there one time. Because Thanos yeah, yeah, yeah. killed her or whatever, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, so there's all, yeah, there's all these secret pockets to, you know, the universe that's in the, that's in Marvel. So I'm sure that's where everybody's hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's all kind of multiverses and, and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else did they say? What else did they say? Okay. Another weird thing that I saw. I remember the Tom Holland scene at the end. Spoilers. Spider-Man dies. If you've seen the movie yet, I don't know what the hell you know. When Spider-Man died, apparently they said that that whole scene was improvised. Yeah. And so I thought they were cool. They pretty much just said, pretend like this is the worst day of your life, pretend like you're in super pain. And everything there, dialogue-wise, that was just him just acting. He just kept the camera rolling. Um, I'm trying to think, what else did we get from there? Uh, they said Valkyrie lives. Korg is dead. Oh, they also said the uh, Black Widow-Hulk relationship. They said it's done. And they said the main reason it's done because the fans don't like that shit. Oh, really? They even com- uh, commented about it. They were like, yeah, Josh Whedon put that in there, but the fans don't like it, so we're just going to kind of downplay it. So. Yeah, now, was there, like, uh, a little bit of... The, like, when, when they first meet up again, and was it... Uh, Falcon was, like, awkward. You think that maybe they got it on? Like, maybe Black Widow hooked up with somebody else? That's exactly <laughs> what happened. I, when I when I watched it the second and third time, it, it was it was actually very obvious. Her and Cap hooked up. Okay, yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> obvious because the thing is when uh when Hulk says Nat, you know, he calls her name, and you know how the the camera kind of pans in and it can make a serious. It didn't pan into her. It panned into her and Captain America, both of them, and that's when Falcon said awkward. And it wasn't yeah. just that. Remember the scene when uh 
in Scotland where Cap and Black Widow were fighting against, you know, the Black Order? Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently they were, you know, they had, they took one of the Black Order spears and they were sharing the spear between each other like they'll fight through it, fight through it, fight through it. But they were fighting so in concert with each other, it, it felt like, okay, they really, really know each other. They've been practicing. They've been practicing. So it's it's pretty obvious they're, they've hooked up since then. And they're probably together right now. Especially since they've been on the run for the last two years. They know nobody but themselves. They thought Banner was dead. He's been gone for two years. So, yeah. I mean, the, the, Russos, the, the Russos didn't say she hooked up with Cap, but they did say she moved on. So it's you kind of put two and two together that, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how... I, that's it. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we got from that one. I think that's pretty much all we got. Uh, not, one, one thing I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. That, um, they said that they did. There were they weren't uh, confirm or denying it, but that maybe perhaps Thanos killed himself, and that's why he's in the cell phone. That he oh. was part of the random. Oh no no no! They, yeah, they they said he didn't do that. They said he didn't do that. They uh. They say they did take a lot out of him, though. They say he didn't kill himself. But it, it, because they said that when he snapped his finger, basically, he made sure he was the one that died, you know. Okay. So, especially since he, you know, he teleported himself out of there. So, or maybe he did. Maybe I made that shit up. I don't know. Maybe he did die. Remember, it took a while for the shit to happen anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, that would be fucked up because, I mean, well, if he's dead, Infinity Gauntlet would still be around. They could still grab it or whatever. So, I don't know. A lot of stuff going on in that movie. A lot of stuff I was able to unpack. Secondly, when I saw the movie, I'm not going to get to all the stuff now, but pretty interesting. Can we move to some some DC stuff? Sure. Okay. So DC has a new um, new streaming service coming out because Lord knows we don't have enough of those. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. apparently, the streaming service they've already announced their lineup. One lineup they have is Titans. You know the fiasco that we talked about two weeks or three weeks ago. Uh, Swamp Thing. Okay, sounds pretty interesting. Uh, Young Justice Season 3 will be on there, so it's not going to be on Netflix like we thought it was going to be. It's going to be on there, exclusively on their streaming service, which kind of makes sense because they had Young Justice on Netflix one time, like the old shows, and then gone, just like that. So I'm pretty sure all they're going to bring all their shows over. Uh, Harley Quinn is going to show? I guess. I don't know. Is it animated? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's a real show or a live show or what. They... They said Harley Quinn is coming. And I'm pretty sure they're going to bring a bunch of their old shows over also. Let uh, me say, like I said, they got a bunch of this. There's still regular shows on Netflix also. Like, for instance, uh, Black Lightning is on Netflix now. Uh, last episode, the last season of Legend of Tomorrow is on. Gotham's not on it yet. I'm going to wait for Gotham to, you know, season finale to be there before I binge that. Have you been keeping up with that, Eli? I haven't watched it in a couple of years. They they said the Joker's on it, like the full fledged Joker's on it. Well, I saw like a like a preview where they're like it's like was it that Jerome as a brother or a twin brother? Some shit some like that, shit. but he's like yeah. full on going. So I saw that. I was like, okay, interesting, because he's the only thing I really liked about the show. Yeah, yeah like the, the straight up like like the the, the Joker. Uh, toxins on there and all i saw like the green mist and shit yeah like he's got the smile and everything you know the white face everything so i'm like okay i want to check that out but i'll just wait to it and get a chance to just watch it when it's all said and done you know yeah um that's the thing shit trying to think what else we got uh oh before i move on oh yeah yeah, yeah. we got one more thing we gotta talk about. we gotta talk about star wars 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You almost forgot, Eli. Yeah, yeah. I'm following your lead, man. Okay, it's my fault. Whatever. Okay, so like I said, we were talking about May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. We're going to talk about some Star Wars. Like I said, we have Solo uh, coming out. When's it coming out again? Next week? Uh, May 20th or whatever. Okay, we we got time. We got time. Okay. Um, but Deadpool the, next this week, and then you get a couple weeks for till till. Uh, are you serious? Set. Deadpool comes out this week. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, you comic book. Now, now I'm getting like everybody else. You can, there's too many comic book movies. <laughs> Space <laughs> this shit out. You know? I think fucking May is gonna be a busy month, man. Right. <laughs> look, I, I look. I know you guys may be waiting for us to review that. I might have to wait on Deadpool. <laughs> We'll wait for spoiler shit after that one. But the thing I want to talk about Solo is because, and let's talk about Solo for a second, because they're saying Solo has twice as many pre-sale tickets as Black Panther did. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah, so they're expecting a a huge. But this is why it's nutsy. Like, I mean, are people really excited for this movie like that? I I mean, I am because I'm a Star Wars fucking nerd, but. But what's what, what I think is funny is like eh, all these motherfuckers who bitched about the Last Jedi. That's my whole shitty, point, uh, right? The Star Wars is done and all this bullshit. They're full of shit. But that's that's my whole point. Okay, you had people bitching about Last Jedi. You had people bitching about Force Awakens. So that's two yeah. movies like that. You had people bitching about this movie. People bitching about the casting. Uh, all the troubles behind the scenes with this movie. But they're still saying the movie's gonna do like a billion dollars. Damn. I like I don't I don't see I'm not saying the movie's gonna be bad. I don't know if the movie's gonna be bad. I'm just shocked that the movie is still tracking the way it is when you hear all this negativity and, and especially with all the stuff that you've been hearing about, you know, just about Star Wars in general, because people have been upset with the last year and stuff like that. And you know the funny thing about it, Eli, I did a I did a post, like I said, the May the fourth has passed. But I did a post of what is your favorite, you know post-millennium new millennium star wars movies so not counting the old trilogy just everything after the old trilogy and every and the, all the posts i put in there all of them said all the uh, last jedi won every single one of them oh really yeah so i'm like it, okay if y'all hate this movie why is it the leading like in every single group i posted it in yeah so, that's <laughs> i don't i don't understand it so do people hate this movie or love this movie yeah yeah I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's just people like to bitch, man. Like, you know, even Anthony, who, like, my fellow Geek Savs host, he's like, oh, man, he's all excited about Solo. And he's like, man, I was, I was a little worried because I hated The Last Jedi. But, uh, but now I'm back out. Like, oh, yeah, all he needed to see was the Millennium Falcon. And I'm like, oh, creaming in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I don't understand. You think that, you know, with all that bad will that supposedly the last Jedi caused, you know, you think it would have some, you know, you know, uh, pushback with Solo, but it doesn't seem like that. It seemed like, if anything, it did the exact opposite. Like, last Jedi got people excited to see Solo. Yeah, and it's like, I think most of the, most of the complaining and the trolling online is just, uh, you know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, attention craving, you know, they're just, you know, they just want, you're just trying to shock people and, and, and to piss people, you know how the internet is. Yeah, you know? it's kind of crazy. You know, oh, worst movie ever. And, and then let, let their, get all the likes and the, and the comments blow up and, you know, that's all, basically all it is. And then, right. The internet works uh, in ones and zeros. Everything is the best thing ever, the worst thing ever. There is yeah. no middle ground. 
Yeah. You know. So all they're complaining and you know, yeah, like I know, like, yeah, they're, they're full of shit. You know, you're you're you're, you're, you're gonna see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> now one thing, one... Star Wars, like as much as like Anthony bitched and moaned about it, I was like, well, are you done with Star Wars? Well, then give me all your toys, then motherfucker. You know. Right. I mean, re- reason I'm asking it because, like I said, we've seen people bitching most stuff like that, but we've seen that affect the back box off before. Now, I hate to bring a dark cloud on this this podcast, but I got to bring it up. The DCEU. You know, yeah. let's talk about Batman v Superman or Man of Steel, stuff like that. Those movies, the fans were not gravitating to. Like them or hate them, it doesn't matter with your, your personal opinion of them. The fan, the general movie artist wasn't gravitating to those two movies. So by the time Just Lee came out, people already hopped off the train. Now, yeah. like the movie, don't like the movie. The fact is, people were done with the franchise altogether. Yeah. You know, and that's comic fan. I mean, the only people who saw the DC movies are the comic book fans. You know, yeah, it's not like Star Wars or like well, like Marvel. Marvel hooked non-comic book fans. That's why they're making so much money is because people who don't read comics like these movies. And Star Wars is Star Wars. Star Wars is just a just multi generational pop culture icon. That, that's just you know the world just has star wars in it you know <laughs> it's yeah. just it's a star wars world so that's just how it is but dc they they catered you know they catered to the comic book fans and that's the, about the only people who saw it you know they didn't hook them you know if you didn't if you didn't read comics you didn't give a shit about bvs or 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 care to fucking discuss you know the, the, the those dialogues that we've had for the past couple of years are, right two three years forward, whether it's a good movie or not no they <laughs> that's what i they, don't understand if people hate that movie so much why have they dissected every single scene of that movie yeah i hate this movie especially in two minutes and 10 seconds into the movie where they said the exact dialogue in our quote like why are you taking it that seriously if you just don't like the movie just don't talk about it you know yeah. do something yeah. more constructive you know so my thing is, I'm I'm gonna see Star- Solo. I'm excited. If, if they give me the Kessel Run and they pull the Kessel off, Kessel Run off, where it's exactly how I imagine in my head, the movie gets a pass for me. I don't care what else they do with the movie, get a pass for me. You give me a good Kessel Run. Yeah, to me, Star Wars is always about spaceships shooting each other and you know dog fights and lasers. You know, just give me that. I'm good. You know? yeah, that's all. I'm, I'm not expecting too much. I'm not expecting Schindler's List. You know, yeah. I don't have to have yeah. that to be entertained. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I was like, you know, just give me the sights and sounds that I like to see, and I'm I'm I'll, I'll be halfway entertained. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't be worse than you know, the shittier Star Wars movies. <laughs> and there have been some shitty ones. Yeah. But even even the shittiest ones, I was still entertained. You know. Right. <laughs> Now, yeah. I will say this. Now, uh, already doing the press room, it seems like the market and the promo market is putting that money behind Donald Glover. Like, yeah. the, the guy actually playing solo, you don't see him anywhere press screening, but Donald Glover is, like, everywhere right now. Uh, last night, he was on Saturday Night Live, and it was one of their best shows they've had in a while. It was, really, like, really funny on there. He was killing yeah. it. He said he tried to be on Saturday Night Live at one time. You know, you know, he used to work be on all these sitcoms anyway and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, pr- promoted some new music, and I was I'm excited for his album now. Uh, Eli, I'm gonna say this one thing. I'm leaving it alone. I feel like even though they took Kanye West from us, they gave us Childish Gambino. <laughs> so I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he does a lot of other things besides rap, so that I'm good with. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the last Childish Gambino album I actually done that because he wasn't rapping. That's probably. <laughs> 
Well, I didn't like that because he rapping, but I will say this: Redbone is his, his absolute best song. So I'm, I'm I can't <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that that was that was some cool shit. I mean, I never liked his, never got into his like his rapping. Yeah, but hey, hey I loved him on Community. I loved him in, you know, I love Atlanta. This is a great show. You know, uh, he, he, he was a uh, he was a writer on on Thirty Rock. That's what I hear. Yeah. Yep. So he was on. He actually Even was like right. She actually did some stand. I seen one of his stand up specials. He was funny. Yeah. He talked so, about when he, uh, you know, he's one of the inspirations for Miles Morales. You know how fanboys want to kill him just for even mentioning he wanted to be Spider Man. So I thought that was all pretty interesting there. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, good dude. So it seemed like they promotion wise, you're putting all the money behind him. Hide the other guy. You know, <laughs> as long as he just doesn't screw up too much, I think they're they're okay. You know, and, and honestly, you know, with the Han Solo casting, I don't think he has to do too much. I mean, because he's going to be our like point of view character anyway. We have to see ourselves through our eyes. Where Harrison Ford wasn't that guy. Luke Skywalker was that guy in that movie. So he doesn't have to be a scene stealer in every movie. You know, as long as he carries us through this world, the Son Holo go through, I think he'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I, I've been saying this. I mean, yeah, I don't think that guy, the guy playing Han Solo, is very convincing. But as long as the story's cool and everything around it makes me forget about, you know, what a crappy, you know, casting job that is. Because <laughs> like everything I'm, everything I see in the trailer, like Chewie and you know the Star Destroyers getting assembled and all that shit. I'm like, damn, this looks awesome. Right. You know? Like I said, more Star Wars. Isn't the original guy that wrote the 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 original trilogy writing this one also? Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan. This is like I think his last script because he says it's his last Star Wars script. Oh, cool. That's hey, (laughs) I mean that means we it's authentic Star Wars. We're getting this. This is straight from the source. You know, maybe different director, but you know it's straight from the source. They did say that George Lucas threw in a joke in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They said he came he came to the uh he came to the set one day. Watching a film and he leaned over to Ryan Howard, you know, Han Solo, you know what Han Solo was saying is in this situation, he would say, blah, 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 blah. And Ryan Howard would say, okay, throw that in the scene, take two, do that. So <laughs> I don't know if they made that up or we'll, we'll know when we see the movie. So, yeah. Um, oh, so we, like I said, we got to talk some more about Star Wars. Any, uh, you still want to talk about our, our best lightsaber fights? Yeah. There okay. we go. Just to commemorate May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th. <laughs> now, originally, that's from the prequels. So I know a lot of people hate the prequels, but you didn't get that before the prequels. So, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and if you didn't finish your Star Wars marathon on May the fourth, you had another day to get you know to extend extend another extension. It used to be so yeah. easy to marathon because here's the thing, Eli. I used to marathon all six movies like religiously, like way more times than I can count, like all three of. Them. And now here's the thing: Do you do the machete method? Uh, I did that once, but um, I'm not as I'm not as obsessive as I used to be. Yeah. So I just like kind of watch whatever. I'm like, you know what? I want to watch that scene. I want to see the rancor. So I'll just throw on Jedi. Or I just want to see my favorite scenes. I, I you know what I mean? No, like, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't. I can't throw on a scene. Oh, I don't know. I don't throw so on wrong. the scene. I, <laughs> no, I, not just the scene. I was like, oh, I want to see that scene, so I'll throw on that movie. Okay. You know, and I'll watch that movie. But I won't. You know, I'm. I'm you know, I ain't got the time anymore to fucking sit there for twelve hours a day watching. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm so, saying the, the machete method it works. It's the best it way to watch work. it. It does, it does work. work. Yeah, 
for, for those that don't know what the machete method is, one thing you can do is Google, but another thing I'll tell you what it is right now. I'm trying to remember exactly how it is. Okay, so the machete method actually eliminate episode one altogether. Just pretend like That's it doesn't exist. I've heard it's optional. You can or it, episode one is a standalone it. movie. It really is. You can start I with guess. episode two and get everything you need. Pretty much. Because yeah. because remember, it's like a 10-year gap between those two movies anyway, so you can just pretend like... Because you already know uh, Anakin and and uh, Obi-Wan were training with each other, so all that stuff is you know not necessary. So start with yeah. episode two. And then before you finish, before you go to episode two, I think you... Damn it, I can't remember. No, no, it's it's you start with the New Hope, which is episode four, mm, and no, then no, you no, watch no, Empire. You, 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 you got to start. Then you treat then you treat the prequels as a flashback. I think you're right. Yeah, because once you get to the Luke, I am your father. Then oh, you go back, you're right. You're right. That then, is that is yeah. what you do. Okay. Then you yep. watch the prequels, and then you see Anakin's story. You watch Anakin's story and his fall to the dark side. Then you end with Jedi, and then that makes, I guess, from people who've watched it for the first time in that order, they don't know if Luke is going to turn for to the dark side. It's actually it makes it more suspenseful in Jedi at the end of Jedi, yeah. especially you since don't know, right yeah. since the ending of 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 Episode Three is so dark, and you lead right back in Episode Six, you know, returning to Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the machete method exactly, and yeah. yes, it and does after work. After seeing, to, yeah, yeah, after seeing Anakin fall to the dark side, you actually wonder if Luke will do that too. So, <laughs> right, and it's it it definitely works. Cause I saw it, and I was like, and you can if you watch him straight through and all those apps like that, you definitely feel the tension of what they was intending the whole time with that. So it makes sense. Episode one, skip it. Don't need it. You know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Eli, give, give me give me your top five, and I'll I'll try to remember which ones. You want to go back and forth in order, like I'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go we'll go back and forth. I don't know which ones I'm gonna go with, but I'm just go whatever pops in my mind, just like least out of them. Okay, yeah, I put a little bit of thought into it on the drive home. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number five, I have Ray uh, Ray and Kylo Ren versus the Praetorian Guards in the, the throne room and the Last Jedi. Oh, you got the new ones in there. Okay, I wouldn't think yeah. about that one. Okay, <laughs> I just yeah, just because it's, it's yeah, it was new. It was some. Uh, Pretty cool choreography, and you know Kylo Ren's, you know, impaling his saber, you know, through that one guy's head was pretty fucking dope. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, my turn. Okay. Five, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm. I'm just like I said. I'm. Go, I'm, I'm a free. I'm freestyle. My fifth favorite, and it may or not be. I'm gonna say in the last Jedi, the last fight scene, and it may not count, but I'm gonna count it anyway. Luke versus uh, Kylo. Okay, he's just bob bobbing and weaving and shit. Bobbing and weaving the way he's died, so like that. The reason, no, the reason I love that fight scene so much, even though it really wasn't a fight scene, because it was so much taken out of like old westerns, old samurai movies, like the cinematography of it. It was just beautiful. It was just beautiful the way that was framed. I was like, oh my goodness, you know. I I think I think to me personally, Last Jedi is one, I think probably the most beautiful cinematic star wars movie we've ever gotten like the way that movie was framed was awesome and that fight scene and even fact you didn't know that luke wasn't really there just the way he was yeah. fighting and the stuff he was saying it just it hit me i was fine with it. i know a lot of people hated that scene i loved it that that yeah, was great i loved it too i mean when because we were wait we were waiting the whole movie or mm -hmm. actually two movies for luke to do some shit you know right <laughs> and then he finally shows up to do something but it's not what you expected 
Right. You know? But that's, just, so just the was, fact that they were just standing, right, just standing preparing to attack each other, that was made it so awesome. I was just, okay, I'm ready for this, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that was your number five. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number four is uh, Luke versus Vader on Dagobah in mm. Empire. When mm. Luke goes down into the cave and he has that vision. Now, it's not very choreographed very well or anything. It's like only like three blows are thrown, but and then until Luke chops off Vader's head, and of course the head the helmet blows up and it reveals that Luke's Luke is underneath the Vader mask. It's a very it's like a nightmarish scene given Luke like, hey, this is this could be you. You know, so it's a it's a very surreal scene and actually brought Empire. It brought a lot of depth and a new direction to the whole Star Wars. That that's the moment where the Star Wars universe got way more deeper than it deserved to go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, you really felt Luke's tension and his fear, and that was just and it's and it's like in slow motion and shit. So not very action oriented, but it's just a weird, brilliantly made scene that just up the it made the mythology matter even more. So that's my number four. Oh, Eli, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I thought that would be higher for you, but. <laughs> I'm, I got some more. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna okay. Let me, let me bug out on my number one. Watch. Probably not. I may or may not. We're gonna see. Okay, I got my friend a little bit more. Like I said, that one's gonna look gonna go a little higher. Got that one. I got four more left to go. Right. Okay. So the one we're gonna put on there is. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna say Yoda versus Dooku. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. I'm gonna say Yoda versus Dooku because. I'm, the movie sucked. I'm sorry. It, it, it flat out did. But just watching that scene, yes, it was just like we wasn't expecting it. Nobody was expecting Yoda to actually fight. Now, watching that scene again, okay, it doesn't hold up as much as it did before. But just the initial shock of seeing Yoda doing that, I was yeah. like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> and it was I'm, so amazing. So it's like that one part of the scene almost, almost saved the movie for me. It didn't, but it almost saved the movie for me. Yeah, and and when I remember seeing it for the first time, that moment mm-hmm. might be the the only moment in all those prequels that made me feel like giddy, like a little kid, like seeing Yoda do all that. Like it was like Hong, like a Hong Kong action movie. He was flipping around like that Hong Kong swordplay shit. I was like losing it. And <laughs> <laughs> like the whole crowd was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, I, yeah. So that that was one of the. I think the best moments in the, in all the true. Yeah, the movie ain't that great, right? But that moment is one of the best in all those all those prequels. <laughs> you know, because before then we never considered Yoda even you know using a lightsaber. Like he's just something like he's beyond that. We're like, no, I'm not beyond that. I can use yeah. it if I need to. You know. Yeah, he could just lift shit up and throw it around with his mind. But then he actually used a lightsaber and was like holding his own against a, a full-sized human. <laughs> it was crazy. So, yeah. No, that, that was cool. That was your number four? That was my number four. Okay, so I got three right. more. Okay. Okay. My number three. Okay, here we go. Obi-Wan versus Anakin slash Yoda versus Sidious. The ending of Revenge of the Sith. I feel like you're yeah, cheating, but I'm, I'm going to let it go. I'm, 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 because I'm, it's they're, they're both in the same scene. Right. And they're both happening at the same time. Yeah. And both both of them working together makes that scene even more crucial. You have the two, you have, you know, the friendship between Obi-Wan 
and, and Anakin, you know, at stake. But you also have the stake of the universe between Yoda and fucking Sidious. Now, yeah, the, the, we've always heard about the, 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 you know, growing up, you know, kids who who realized that Star Wars was actually existed for decades before the prequels were ever thought of. But we always heard about the duel between Vader and Obi-Wan back in the day. Mm-hmm. And we finally got to see it and it and it lived up to its hype. I mean, that was some great, one of the best duels in the whole movie. But at the same time, you had Yoda versus Sidious and that scene in the throne room when there's, you know, when you see the Senate and all the seats and Yoda and Sidious just battling in the middle. I mean, that was a total, I mean, you got to remember, this was back during the Bush years and we just went to, you know, we were in after 9-11 and the country was divided not as much as it is now, but <laughs> and if you grew up in that time, Palpatine makes complete sense. Well, yes. wait, actually, Palpatine makes complete sense now, but let's, <laughs> yeah, let's... <laughs> yeah, but that that's just there's just so much going on and so much political social commentary going on in both in both those duels. It's yeah, it's 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 the highlight of the trilogy. My my favorite part about that scene. And you know what? Fuck it. That's what, what part are you on? Number three, right? That's I'm mine too. Three. That's mine okay. too. Okay, so let me just continue on with that. Because <laughs> uh, in one scene, Palpatine is actually floating on one of those chairs. You know, one of those Senate chairs? Yeah. And he's throwing the other chairs at Yoda while he's floating and flying on the chair. I'm like, okay, these force powers are nuts right now, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, it reflects on, you know, it's a commentary of what they're doing right now. Like, he's destroying the Senate. You know, the more power yeah. you come to, he's destroying the Senate, you know. And plus, you know, the Mustafar fight, you know, their rage and, and, you know, battling with each other and stuff like that. Master versus Apprentice. And, man, just the ending of it, you know, when when Obi-Wan finally beat him. You know, it's like yeah. he beat him, but he lost. Yeah, and and, this, and what he says, don't try it. I have the higher ground. Right. That's like not only, you know, figuratively in the, in the combat, but, you know, as far as like metaphorically and, and morally. Mm-hmm. I have the higher ground. Don't don't try it. You're you're wrong, man. Don't don't do this. <laughs> and right, and that's basically what made Anakin fall his own hubris. Like he yep. thought he was more powerful than what he was. Like he was powerful because and, and and when you really watch that fight, he had the advantage the most of the fight. You know yep. because like everyone was backpedaling, but at that one time, it's like Anakin got a little bit too arrogant and and he was cut down. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is, like I said, I'm going to George Lucas did a commentary on it, on that whole thing. And based like that, it was basically was saying like Anakin, you know, he, he sided with Palpatine. But the whole time he was like, I'm going to screw with Palpatine anyway. Once I get what I need from Palpatine, I'm going to cut his head off and I'm going to become the new emperor. That was his whole plan the whole time. But when Obi-Wan did what he did, he wasn't as powerful as he was before. Yeah. So he was like, I might as well just do what Palpatine wants. I mean, I can't beat him at this level because half my body's couldn't have and that's the people keep asking and this is the thing i hate when non-star wars fans ask who's more powerful vader or anakin there is no comparison anakin was way more powerful yeah so like he's not the same guy he was when he was in his 20s you know flipping around and lava and shit like that floors pulling out he's not the same guy and yeah and some of the novels and comics actually address that of him of anakin trying to maneuver that that fucking suit. I mean, he was basically a, a robot after that. Yeah. You know, he had robot legs, you know, two robot arms, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, he had to breathe. He needed that mask to breathe. Right. So like his connection yeah. was the force was cut because of what happened to him, you know? Yeah. And he used a lot of the force 
was he was constantly using the force just to function right. in everyday life. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, so yeah, his lightsaber skills aren't as 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 smooth as they are in the in the, in the original. And that's <laughs> one thing. Gotta, one and one fight that won't be on any of our list, hopefully, is the fight from the New Hope. You know, when Obi Wan versus Vader and George yeah. Lucas, he, he retconned. You know, this all bullshit. He said, "Yes, I did it on purpose to show them that they're old, broken down, and not what they used to be." Like you got to look at that fight. When they just like stick fighting versus the Mustafar fight when they flipping ninja flipping over lava and shit like that. And it's, it's two yeah. different fights, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're both old men by then. Right. <laughs> which which I don't know why what people cannot understand about Luke being an old man in The Last Jedi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they expect him to be more powerful and you know, yeah. just <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just like yeah, shooting fucking force lightning out of his asshole. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was your number three? That was my number three, yeah. That was my number. Okay, that was my number three. Okay, so my number two mm-hmm. is Luke versus Vader on Cloud City mm. at the end of Empire. Okay, and, okay, okay. Yeah, so this is... Now, this, at the time, was the greatest lightsaber duel <laughs> ever, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, before the prequels. Because, yeah, let's face it, the, the only thing the prequels really had were awesome lightsaber fights. Right. Um, but this one was just an epic battle of, of fates. You had Luke being tempted by the dark side. And it, and it, and it, and it goes, it's so, it's so metaphorical as, you, as they meet. And it's like they keep going, they keep descending. I mean, they meet in that chamber where they froze Han Solo. And because that's where Luke... Where, where Vader planned to freeze Luke and bring him to the Emperor. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they start dueling, and at first, you know, Vader thinks Luke is going to be, like, an easy win. He's, like, all, like, using one hand. He's, like, kind of toying with with uh, with with Luke. and But Luke is showing some skills. And then they keep, and actually, he kicks Vader off that platform, and Vader falls. And then Luke has to descend. It's like he keeps descending down into hell following Vader. And then they they fight in that corridor where, you know, Vader's like, okay, Luke's a little more powerful than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I better start pulling out some tricks. And that's when he starts using the Force to throw all those sh- all that shit at him, and they break the window. And then Luke goes falling down out the window even further. You know, they descend onto this next level. Um, and then then after that, Vader is just pissed. You see Vader just come out, and he's like, doesn't give a shit. He was like, okay, okay, I gotta knock this kid out. <laughs> he started to piss me off and he's like jur, 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 jur. and that's when he finally cuts off luke's hand and then the whole reveal i mean it was there was so much emotional you know it was such an emotional climax mm-hmm. you know and that it was and then of course that that reveal that just blew audiences away you know how everybody feels about the avengers movie now that's how we felt back then right <laughs> you know that was a Big bomb dropped on everything. Like, you may have say shit. it invented the spoiler, you know, invented yeah. the plot twist, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because none, none of us went into Empire thinking we were going to get a revelation like that. And, and <laughs> like, even then, some people didn't believe it. Yeah. You know, and we, we had, had to wait, wait till Return of the Jedi to actually. Three years. Right. Y'all have to wait one year for the next Avengers movie. Right. Yeah, people are freaking out <laughs> over that, you know. Yeah. The motherfuckers are binge watching shit on Netflix, you know, finding out what happened. <laughs> we had to wait three years <laughs> to find out what happened. <laughs> Till they just speculate what was going on there. So. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's my number two, Luke versus Vader and okay. Empire. Yeah. Okay, I, I take it back, Eli. I'm not disappointing you. <laughs> For some reason, when you said the Dagobah fight, I got them confused. I was like, oh, but it's the Cloud City fight. Yes, Cloud yeah. City fight is also my number two. It was that was always the one I was going to go to also. Just to add to what you were saying also, the reason I like about that fight so much is because it's like you said, Vader wasn't taking him seriously at first. What I noticed in that fight at the beginning when they first started fighting, Vader was fighting Luke with one hand. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't taking the fight seriously. But then Luke was like, okay, you're not going to take it seriously. He started to fight with one hand. And Vader was like, stop. And just That's when he knocked the lightsaber out of his hand. He was like, yeah. Dude, you're not on my level. you know. But then it's like you said, once Vader found out, okay, he actually has some skill, that's when he stepped it up and not just started doing force powers and fighting him at the same time. And, and you can see in Luke's head, like, you're, you're cheating. You know, it's like, no, I'm not cheating. This is a fight. <laughs> Here's what you do in a yeah. fight, you know. So yeah, release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. I mean, he's fucking with them, you know. Right, and it's <laughs> taunting so, them and shit. Right, and and then then that then the like you said the reveal you gave with I am your father. It makes you rethink about the whole movie you just saw. You like especially when they was in a training scene, you know, in uh, in the training scene with. And is that the scene you were talking about the Dagobah system? Yeah, when they're in on Yoda's planet. Yeah, okay. when he has to yeah okay. go down go down in that cave. Gotcha. And Yoda's Yoda's like you know your weapons you would not need them you know but he takes his weapons down there with him and, and, and right. then yeah because <laughs> he did listen to him. so basically when he went down there he was really fighting himself that's the thing so. yeah yeah it was yeah he was having like a like a vision yeah yeah so it, it, it makes you think about the whole thing okay that's what yoda was trying to tell him the entire time now he's on this same so if vader is this evil dude that he looked up to that he you know uh glorified in his head as being this awesome dude and that's vader luke may be on that same path yeah. you know so it makes you think about that already before you even see jedi you're like oh wow and then it makes you think about all the stuff that everybody told him yoda obi-wan everything they fed him was bullshit mm-hmm and it makes yeah. you look at everything differently and like, wow, that's insane. So, yeah, that's one of my just favorite scenes. And it's just everything about it. Just the, the cinematography for that back in the 80s yeah. was insane. Yeah. Like he's standing there. And, before well, CG, that's all old school sets. That's all so like yeah, model. Painting, yeah. What was the name <laughs> of the director in that one? Irwin? Irvin Kirshner. Irvin Kirshner. He did a commentary on it also. And basically he said the whole thing he was trying to do, he was trying to paint heaven and hell at the same time like he wanted yeah. the darkness behind vader because vader is basically the devil come to life while he's got the smoke was supposed to be like heaven and the bright lights and he wanted to have that you know that that symmetry there and i was like yeah in a city in the clouds right in the clouds yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah and uh, and plus i just want to mention that that scene also has one of my favorite images of the whole trilogy of of all of star wars of all time mm -hmm. you know one of my all-time favorite images of Luke igniting his lightsaber when 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 they go down to that hallway mm -hmm. after they've been in the after they've been in the in the carbonite chamber and they and he meets Vader in the hallway and Vader steps to him and Luke just pulls out his lightsaber. I always loved that pose. I used to sit there and practice in the mirror trying to do that <laughs> pose of Luke <laughs> just igniting his lightsaber like like <laughs> I just thought he looked so fucking cool. <laughs> Right. And then just the heartbreak of it that, you know, Lake Blue did all this training to fight this guy and then got his ass kicked. You yeah. Know? That's what the heartbreaking part about it. Like, wow, what you train for? You know? <laughs> and so, okay. So number one, I'm pretty sure we agree on what number one is. I think I already know what your number one is going to be. 
Okay, yeah. My number one is Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn versus yep. Darth Maul. Yep, I already knew it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's everybody's number one, you know? Yeah. Best lightsaber duel ever. I mean, this is something we we never saw anything like that in any of the Star Wars movies. You know? Right. Especially, like, the double-bladed lightsaber and, like, yeah, like, Darth Maul was like a fucking Jedi ninja, you know? All that martial arts choreography and just that, the choreography itself of them dueling him taking on two of the, like Jedi and shit and yeah. Don't forget that, the soundtrack. Don't right, Duel of yeah. Fates. <laughs> Duel of Fates, you know? That's yeah, right up there. Just as iconic as the Imperial March. You know, that's I mean, say what you will about the Phantom Menace, but it gave us Darth Maul and it gave us that fucking song. <laughs> you know what I'm like saying? you can throw the rest of the movie away, but just that scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, that and, and plus you saw Jedi die, you know. Which is like, you never saw that except for like the Obi Wan thing. But you never saw a Jedi in his prime die like that. So you're like, holy shit, he just killed Qui Gon. Like, right. <laughs> and then ready to fight the next one. It's like Obi Wan. You know, Obi Wan's not gonna die. But you're like, whoa, how, how Obi Wan gonna get out of this? You know. And Especially, I was so yeah. yeah. And I was so bummed out when they killed Darth Maul. I was like, oh man, he was so awesome. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, oh man, he's not gonna be in the second one. You know. Yeah. But That's man, not, when yeah, Obi Wan yeah. came out of that, you know, that little chamber, he was at. He saw Qui Gon die, and just the way they went at each other, I was like, I think I rewinded that scene so many times. Yeah. I think I wore out my VCR tape. The choreography was so smooth. I mean, this is like back, you know, back, you know, the Matrix when the the guys from the Matrix got Wu Ping to choreograph those fight scenes where you saw the actual actors mm-hmm. doing these combat, doing this combat shit. And it was just, yeah, it just, like I said, I was a big Hong Kong action fan. So I was like, wow, this is like, you know, Kung Fu movies only with lightsabers and shit. Right. And, they and then look, they're they using like amazing. super yeah. speed and super jump. you like, it, it was amazing. You know, you weren't yeah. expecting it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Best duel ever. <laughs> okay. We agree on that one. So awesome. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else we got. I got no video game news. Oh, I'll tell you one thing about video game news. I did buy a PlayStation 4. Oh, no. I went ahead. I wanted to play God, but I haven't bought God of War yet. <laughs> I'll get God of War on Friday. I probably one of these it. days. One <laughs> of these days. I, I'll get it this Friday. I'll Twitch stream it. You know, I'll give a review on it just to say what I think about it. But yeah, I had to wait on that because, like I said, I got the PlayStation Four Pro, like the, the the bigger one. You know. Okay, was it on sale or something? It was. <laughs> it was on sale. Well, there you go. Yeah, so I was like, that's why I jumped on. I was like, well, I gotta get it now, even though I, I really shouldn't be getting this now. I'm just getting it now, but because when I got it, and now it's just sitting there. I don't even do anything with it. It's just waiting for God of War before me turning on. So <laughs> I can even download a free something. I, I think that that Mad Max might be on there free still if you get the that, the PlayStation Network. Yeah, not doing I, it. I downloaded that. Not yeah. doing. I'm not doing that PlayStation Plus shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let me say okay can we move to the comic book section now sure okay i didn't read shit <laughs> the end <laughs> no I, okay since like i said since i didn't read anything and we've been on this infinity war you know trip and everything like that so i decided to go in the past and try to dig into craze and dig up an old book and this book is silver surfer 35 uh, like I said, Silver Surfer 35 was in, I can't remember the exact date. I think it was in, uh, where do we have? I'm going to pull up the date for you right now. It was in March 10th, 1990. 
So just take sounds your about right. Yeah, sounds about right. So Eli, imagine yourself back in in 1990, what you were doing and stuff like that. You know, reading Silver Surfer yeah. comics, stuff like that. So basically, what this book is about. This is not the first appearance of Silver uh, Thanos in a Silver Surfer comic. It was the second appearance of Silver Surfer in the comics. The first time Silver Surfer and Thanos actually interacted with each other, because in the in the book before this, he just appeared in one panel that was in and left on a cliffhanger. So in this one, he's there, and Silver Surfer and Thanos are talking to. Me uh back and forth with each other and silver surfer has never met this guy before but he remembers hearing about him from the avengers and the avengers was saying okay this was like the worst guy they've ever gone up against like he was a monster every time he came down it was a war when he came you know sending his armies but thanos is just having a nice conversation with silver surf so we're like okay something's not adding up here this guy's supposed to be like evil incarnate so i'm just gonna just relax and just wait for him to make the first move and see what happens and thanos is like silver surfer uh i want i want to tell you exactly what my plan is right now i want you to hop onto my space chair you know that little chair he flies around in all the time and shit like that come to my chair and i'm gonna just show you exactly what my plan is so they hop on he hops on the chair and they teleport to earth and the reason they teleport to earth because he's trying to tell me he's like i've told you with your earth civil surf because you're very familiar with earth and you've been here because of time so i want to give you an example of what's going on right now have you ever heard of the great imbalance he was like uh no well basically what the great balance is is that life and death are two sides of the same coin one can't exist without the other but take a look at earth you know with earth you have science and you have all these you know great medical breakthroughs that are going right now you have people living longer than they've ever lived before like do you realize that out of all the people that, that have been born on this planet over half of them are alive right now on earth and so it's like okay what's your point i'm gonna show you my point so he teleports him to tokyo and rush hour and he's like look at all these people on this that little sucks. bitty island you know that sounds so familiar i remember that yeah. I'm, I'm taking you back <laughs> like flashback yeah so all this happens he like, like all, go on the subway or something they like go that. on the subway yeah, yeah and he's it's super packed and he was like look at all these people on this little bitty island and rush hour in tokyo and civil service like okay that's tokyo yes they're overcrowded they're overpopulated that's just one example of the city one example and then he teleports them again he teleports them to uh a landfill in the united states he was like let's go to the united states do you know how many people leave waste in the united states they dump two tons of waste per year in the united states just garbage and he goes to a landfill so far as the eye can see just waste is everywhere and the people of in the united states don't even care that they're leaving all this waste because all this waste they're doing is actually destroying the environment because it's just waste and then he teleports them to like a, a smelting pot or like a gas, you know, facility, something like that. And, you know, it's just polluting the air, toxin over the place. Like, look at this. They don't even realize the stuff they're doing to their own planet. They're killing themselves and don't even realize it. And then Silver Surfer like, well, don't worry about that. I'm pretty sure somebody in the, on the planet Earth will figure out what's going on and find a place to stop it. And Thanos looks at him like, do you really believe that? Do you really believe that the people on Earth are going to find a way to stop the pollution and the waste and the environmental stuff they're doing and overpopulation or even talking about maybe birth control? They're not going to do it. They haven't been because if they would have if they were going to do it, they would have done it already. And it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Earth is pretty much planting the seeds to their own destruction. They can't keep going the way they're going. They're going to eventually be overpopulated or destroy their own ozone layer because they're expecting somebody else to solve the problem for them when they don't know they can do the problem themselves. So then he teleports them again, teleports to another planet. He's like, I'm going to give you another example. I'm going to take you to this other planet called Solaria. Now, these people are peaceful. 
that's just like some little cat monkeys or whatever like that running around like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these people are peaceful. They don't they don't bother anybody. They don't start wars. All they want to do is just eat and find shelter. That's all they do. They don't and call they- and, and mate, right? mate, yeah. He said, because that's the problem with them. Since they don't do anything, all they do is eat shit and fuck. That's it. Yeah. So they're just overpopulating this planet. So by the time from now, about 20 years from now, there's going to be so many people on this planet, they won't be able to feed themselves. And when they won't be able to feed themselves, that's when you're going to start getting tribalism. That's when you're going to start getting clan wars. That's when you're going to start getting cannibalism because the planet won't be able to sustain themselves. So this little problem I showed you on Solaria, the problem I showed you on Earth, it's happening all over the universe because the more people that are popping up, it's becoming unbalanced. People need to die for other people to show up because if this keeps going on, the whole entire universe is going to eventually collapse because it's not enough to go around. So, and then Civil Service like, so what do you propose to do? Well, easy. I propose euthanasia. I had to look that term up so you can look it up later on. Basically, what euthanasia is, what he thinks it is, I'm going to wipe out 50% of the universe. So it's like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kill everybody, and that way the the universe will finally be balanced again, and it'll be able to sustain itself. Because if I don't do this, then everybody's gonna be wiped out, you know. And Silver Surfer like, okay, I'm, I'm you're crazy. I'm gonna stop you right now. And Thanos is like, no, you're not, because that planet we just went to, Solaria, you took some of that bacteria from Earth and gave it to them, and you didn't even know you did. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, and matter. Yeah, he said, matter of fact. 50% of the planet is already dead because of you. If you you can either fight me right now or you can go save the other 50%. And so Silver Surfer like, oh shit. So he hops on his board, go fight, go uh to the planet. He used his Silver Surfer co- power cosmic to like heal the people that are still there. But the thing is, the people that are still alive, they hate him. Because they know that he's the one that killed half the planet, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how the book, and the book also ends with Drax the Destroyer popping up some shit like that. But anyway, that's how the book ends. You know, so I think that actually paints more of a picture of what Thanos was planning in Avengers Infinity War than Infinity War gave us. Because I think this plan was kind of murky and not really fleshed out in the movie. But like I said, in, according to this comic book, it's exactly taken from that. People are saying that one thing, like, why why don't he just expand more resources? Why don't he make the universe bigger? That's not improving the plan. That's not improving his plan. Because if you make more resources and you make the planet bigger and you make more people, that means there's more waste. That's mean there's more damage to the environment. That's actually making a bigger problem than it was before. Now, according to Thanos' plan, I'm not saying, you know, Thanos was right, you know, <laughs> but I'm just he is, saying. He is insane. <laughs> right. He is insane. <laughs> but you can kind of see where he's coming from that, yes. Yeah. People need to die to make room for other people. If the other people don't die and other people are coming, that creates a problem. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I can see what they're saying. Like people saying make more resources. The resources thing won't work. People, death is a natural part of life. Extending our life, it actually is making everything worse for everybody, you know. So that's that's my whole thing about that. I think that after listening to that, I was like, you know, Thanos kind of has a point. You know, but I just wish the movie would have fleshed that out a little bit more and brought you to your point from there, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's the only book I read I didn't read, Shadell, so. Okay. Well, I guess I, I'll, yeah, we're going to switch to DC. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, Batman 46, The Gift, Part 2. Now, as you know, last issue, um, Booster Gold decided to... Uh, give Batman and Catwoman a wedding gift. 
because they're about to get married. Okay. And Booster Gold thinks, you know, the best gift, what can you get for a man who has everything? He didn't well, say that. He didn't say that, did he? Uh, yeah, he did. Oh, okay. It was a throwback <laughs> to the Alan Moore thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to go back in time and save Batman's parents. <laughs> so by doing so, he creates this whole new timeline where Gotham is just fucked up. It's like the worst city on earth. Um, Batman, uh, Jason Todd is now Batman and he's like killing people. He's like the Punisher with using guns and just killing people. There's like this Joker virus that is turning people into Jokers. Um, Cobblepot's president. Uh, <laughs> and, well, of, of the um, United States? Yeah. Well, yeah. he was already mayor before, so okay. Yeah, he's president now. Um, he's like in league with Ra's al Ghul and shit like that. Um, and Bruce Wayne is living happily as a, you know, rich 1% asshole, you know, kind of, you know, along with his parents, both his parents are still alive and they're kind of ignoring, you know, you know, all the problems of the world, just living in their lap of luxury and their ivory tower, ignoring, ignoring all the, ignoring the plights of society, basically, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of being selfish, rich assholes. Um, uh, Booster Gold finally comes to him and tells him what he's done. Like, hey, I tried to give you, I, I changed the future, and uh, this is all wrong. I got to go back and fix it. But Bruce Wayne ends up busting uh, Skeets or whatever that little his little time travel device. So right. now he's Booster Gold can't make sure he yeah. doesn't go back. Right. Yeah. So now Booster Gold can't time travel now. So this issue number forty six picks up right. Uh, it's a year later. A year has passed, and Gotham is just fucked up um uh it starts out as booster gold breaks selena kyle out of arkham and um he's like hey uh you, yeah you, in, in the universe i come from you marry batman so i gotta fix everything so i figured i'm gonna take you to go meet batman because he loves you and love conquers all and you know all that shit he thinks by seeing catwoman that bruce wayne will somehow remember and fix everything, you know, that he'll become the Bruce Wayne that he remembers from the other universe. So um, that's what he does. He goes into uh, Arkham, breaks her out, and the whole time he's like, you know, explaining all this shit for her. All she's doing is saying meow, meow. Like she doesn't say anything. Okay. She's just going meow. And meanwhile, Bruce Wayne is kind of, you know, him and his parents are, you know, are, are uh, you know, involved in their rich lifestyle. Um, and uh, fucking, they show basically at the end, uh, Booster Gold shows up at, at Wayne Manor with Catwoman. And mm -hmm. right away, <laughs> Catwoman like kills Alfred. Like, what? Like, claws, out, claws out his throat. Yeah. <laughs> claws <laughs> out his throat. And then, then you realize that, oh shit, fucking, uh, you know, it turns out Selena Kyle is like some insane serial killer. Like well, he Arkham. got her out of there Arkham, reason, so... There was a reason why she was in Arkham, and all she says is meow. <laughs> and she's a serial killer. And, you know... And so she... Yeah, so basically there's this fight at Wayne Manor, and then the real, the Batman shows up, the Jason Todd Punisher Batman shows up and mm -hmm. shoots shoots her, you know. But she's still alive, and he, like, chops... She, like, chops off his hand and shit. And there's this whole fight, and then fucking... Uh, uh, 
the Jason Todd like starts shooting and he ends up shooting Martha Wayne. And then fucking Oh Bruce, wow. Yeah, Bruce Bruce picks up a gun and then shoots the Batman. So it just shows yeah. Oh yeah, and, and Booster Gold gets shot too. So, so the Batman <laughs> Bast, Batman comes and shoots yeah, the Jason Todd Punisher Batman like you know, comes in, throws a grenade, blows up Booster Gold and shoots him, shoots that yeah, everyone gets shot. And then fucking Bruce Wayne takes picks up the gun and shoots the Jason Todd Batman. And wow. it just ends with Bruce Wayne going, No, and all these dead bodies around him. And and Booster Gold's like still barely alive, and he's like laying there bleeding. He's like, "Did I do it? Did I save the world?" <laughs> and it just <laughs> ends there. <laughs> so oh. yeah, this is like a four point five out of five. This is just, just crazy story. <laughs> yeah, it's like an Elseworlds story, but yeah, Booster Gold yeah. was recorded. So yeah, it's like especially after fucking watching the Avengers where everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, I will read this book like holy shit, like everybody dies in this book, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. she never gets old. So, uh, shoot, got another one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, right. I, got, I, I got nothing else. I, okay, I didn't do my homework well, this week. So now this was last week. Uh, we we skipped last week because we were just doing the Avengers. But I meant to review it last week mm-hmm. because it came out the, for four twenty six Alien Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Aliens, uh, Dust to Dust book number one, and this is really fucking cool. Uh. And it starts out where, like, this little girl, it, like, wakes up and, like, there's, like, this alarm going off. So it's some planet. And then what really, what's really cool about this comic is it, it, is, it's it, is it unfolds. You don't really know what's going on. You kind of just kind of you're along for the ride and you're just going along with the characters. So you only know what the characters know. Mm-hmm. So you wait, you're, you're on this journey with this little girl. She wakes up in the middle of the night because the alarm is going off. Um, she looks on the monitor and like some dude shooting and shit and her like windows get shot out and she's like, mom, mom, mom. And she goes and wakes up her mom and her mom is laying in bed with a fucking face hugger on her face. Damn. So she's being impregnated and she's like, what the hell? And she like w- wakes up her mom and then the face hugger falls off her mom and dies. So we know what's happening. Right. The kid don't or the mom don't. Because they've never seen an, a xenomorph before. So. Yeah. So they're like, what the hell's going on? I don't know, but the alarms are going off. We got to get out of here. We got to evacuate the planet. So it basically turns into a chase where they run out of their house and then they're like an aliens like down in their down in their like basement and shit. You know, they're like, what the fuck? And they're like jump in a car and they're like driving through town and it's all, you know, people are running around. It's all in chaos and shit. So it's just a chase book. Where they're just driving, trying to escape, and then they meet up with like a with like a a, a a colonial space marine, and they like they're he's like trying to help them escape and shit, and so it's like just a really intense chase story, and then the last panel is um them they're writing they're right about to get on actually they do get on the ship there's like the last shuttle is about to leave and they're like hold up hold up we're coming and then they jump on the shuttle and the fucking plant and the 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 the, the, sh- the shuttle's flying away. And then all of a sudden, the, the girl looks at her mom, and she's like, I don't feel so good. And then, bam, the fucking alien busts out of her chest. Wow. To be continued. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so it's just, yeah, so if you're a fan of the alien stories, this is awesome. The art is really gritty and raw and shit. And like I said, it's, it's, it, it's like a slasher movie where it's like just a chase. You know, you don't you don't really know what's going on. And the, and, and the story, it's very well written where you can just kind of – get the information as you go. I mean, if you know, you know the story, 
but the characters don't. So you, it, it kind of ups the intensity and the suspense. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what's it? You know that the mom is infected, and she- <laughs> right, and then the chest burst. So yeah. this this is Dark Horse, right? Yep. Okay, hey guys, if you like if you like uh, the Aliens comics, you better read it now because you know that deal is coming next year. Yeah. Fox and Disney, <laughs> you're gonna get nothing but Marvel Aliens. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. Before Thanos fucking uh, you know snaps his fingers and you know makes them all turn to dust. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! So shoot, you got got any other ones or? No, I'll I'll go with just these two. Okay, those two. Like I said, light week for us. Honestly, it was some stuff I read this week. I was like, eh, I I may maybe I do that next week. I don't know when I actually do my homework. Uh, that being said, like I said, we got an epic one this week. Uh, if you listen to it this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Listen to other podcasts. Like I said, we got our sister podcast, Geek Sav, where Eli's on there. We also got This Geeks and Comics. We actually do review comics. All this shit we didn't do, you know, they'll get you caught up. Comic Cast will also. We have Get Valiant. Like I said, they got a bunch of stuff going over there, a bunch of Valiant books going on. Hoodoo TV, also another Valiant book. I'm pretty sure I'm missing one. Look at the list. There's a bunch of them on there. Instruments of its destruction. I always forget that name. Yeah. <laughs> Hasbro bunch got a bunch of stuff going on right now. Something to do with Power Rangers. I don't know. Ryan Gum will tell you all that. Um Yeah, that being said, uh Eli, you got anything else? I think we got it. Cool. Okay, until next time, it's Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. <laughs> Look how I'm geeking up. I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm gonna get it. 
Watch me move. This is Sully. That's a tool. On my Kodak. Black. Ooh, know that.